of Starlight and Moonbeams resident astrologist Jackie Saab joins Christy and Belinda to serve the tea on Leo season, including Venus retrograde in Leo and the Lion's Gate portal. This is the first of our monthly tea parties with Jackie to discuss astrology, particularly what you can expect from the most important and powerful transits of the coming month. Welcome to Starlight Tea, where we're serving the tea for living a magically creative life. I'm Belinda Boring. And I'm Christy Cook. Starlight Tea Podcast, a member of the Once Upon a Podcast Network, is brought to you by Of Starlight and Moonbeams a team of authors and creators who support, educate, and create community with other women creatives and soulpreneurs, helping us all keep our cups filled so we never serve from an empty one. To receive notifications of new episodes, plus a free subscription to our monthly Moonbeams magazine, as well as other exclusive gifts and offerings, be sure to join our email list at ofstarlightandmoonbeams.com. Hey, Belinda, what's in your cup this week? Um, what's in my cup? I got soda. I've been out at a family reunion, and we're camping, and there's little sleep, and yeah, to be able to function. So yeah, I'm drinking soda, but I do do it a little in the morning, and then I change over to water in the afternoon. So that's pretty good. So that's what's in my cup, and it's just one of those fancy uh, gas station plastic cups. Um, and my life cup, um, yeah, I'm at a family reunion. I just drove home to, to do this podcast and check on my dogs and check on my garden and to harvest one of our big pumpkins, the first one to take for the, an auction as my grandson's contribution to the family reunion auction. So yeah, it's just been a busy prepping for that. Um, there's been a lot of self-reflection on my behalf, like as always, of just, it's been an emotional week, stressful, overwhelmed, overstimulated, and just trying to see what the universe is trying to reflect back to me. Like, what am I having to learn here? Why is this an issue? Why is something so small, which I rationally know is, it, it doesn't mean anything, but why have I put an emotional meaning to it? And so, yeah, that's, that's been this week and just making sure all my stuff is in for the magazine and just trying to take a breath. So, yeah, but it's been fun. I've had my feet in the grass and I've been taking photos of the sunset. It's been cloudy where we are, so no pictures of the stars. I haven't been able to catch glimpses of the stars like I want because of the clouds. And so hopefully tonight it'll go, our last night. Yeah, that's what's going on with me. What about you, Christy? What's in your cup? Well, I am drinking good old ice water in my physical cup because it continues to be hot, hot, hot and just trying to stay hydrated. And as far as my life cup, we just got this newest issue of Moonbeams Magazine out and it was so much fun putting it together, but a lot of work. It's our biggest issue yet. Added a new column. It's called Ask Aunt Sage and we hope our listeners and our readers will send us some questions or 
issues or problems they're facing for our wonderful, fun Aunt Sage to answer. So that was that was a lot of work this week, a lot of figuring out. Um, we have moved to a paid subscription model now. So all of our previous issues, our first six issues, are still available for free download. But starting now, we have moved to um, subscription. And so there are a lot of little pieces to try to work together and make it all happen um, that are new to me. So um, it was a lot of stressful and overwhelm and busyness trying to get all of that to come together. But I love it. And my reflections have really been on um, how much I love my life right now, which there have not been a lot of times throughout my life that I've really felt that. In fact, there have been times when, especially coming out of that extreme long-term chronic depression episode where I don't have that heavy feeling on my chest and there have been times I'm actually like, what's wrong with me? You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like, cause I've lived with it so long that, you know, and then I realized, oh, that's what I'm not feeling. And it feels good. This is a good thing. So I have to almost convince myself that it's okay to be happy. And so this time around though, um, things, you know, things people have said and they're like, oh, I hope you don't take this wrong. And they say it and I'm like, why would I have taken that wrong? But I guess in the past, I probably would have and reacted badly. But, you know, so that, that shows healing. And I'm yeah. just I'm really enjoying that. And, you know, this week of overwhelm of still being able to sit in that place of happiness, even with all of the stress and the extra. So that's been really good. So now we're going to ask our guest, because she's not really going to be a guest. She's going to be part of our regular team. Jackie, what's in your cup? Well, today is a cool day for a change. So I have coffee, and then I have my a bottle of water as well, just to, to hydrate as well. But that's what I have in my physical cups. And then uh, on my life cup, uh, it's all about gardening, sewing. And even more courses and trying to get the homework done, getting the work done. So it's busy, but I love it. Always a good thing. Um, there's there's stress that is just like, I think where Belinda's been, that's just like, uh, it's horrible stress that makes you unhealthy. Mm-hmm. But there is the kind of stress that is not bad for you when it's just that push to do what you love. And, you know, that. Yeah, there's a deadline and it feels uncomfortable, but it's not in the kind of way that's going to make you sick. It's in that growing way or, or, you know, at least doing those things that you love to do. And that just makes a huge difference. For me, that kind of overwhelm, that kind of stress is good because there's satisfaction at the end. There's that sense of accomplishment. It comes with empowerment because you're like, oh, that was so hard, but man, I dug deep and I got it done and look at this. This is really good. The overwhelm that yeah. makes you sick, you're just like, then you've got to kind of heal from the, the stuff that goes on through it. So yeah, I much prefer the satisfaction kind of stress. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. I think we all would. (laughs) Okay, so with the new magazine out, that is another reminder for keeping up with us. You can subscribe to our email list for free goodies. 
You can also hit the subscribe button on the podcast and follow us on the social medias. And we have our new link tree that gives you access to all of that. So we'll put that link in the show notes. Also, we hope that you will consider leaving a review or a comment on the podcast, something that lets other listeners know what you liked about the episodes. So they will be encouraged to tune in too. Okay, I am so excited for this episode. We've talked about our, our quote-unquote guest, because she's not going to be a guest. She is part of our Starlight and Moonbeams team. And we talked about her in various episodes, and we've been wanting her to come on as a guest. But then we thought, how magical would it be to have her on every month to give us the lowdown on what's going on in the cosmos? So today is the first of our new monthly tea parties with our resident astrologist, Jackie Sab. And we are serving the tea today on Leo season, particularly, that word always makes me stumble, Venus going retrograde in Leo and the Lionsgate portal. So first, let's introduce this beautiful soul. I met her in an astrology group on Facebook when she answered a question for me and I had posted my birth chart and her answer would pretty much uh, made her my personal astrologist right away. Contacted her, had my very first professional reading, and we just hit it off after that. And I was just thrilled when she said yes to being our resident astrologist for of Starlight and Moonbeams. So Jackie, tell us a little bit about your background, yourself, your what got you into astrology. What do you want to tell us about that? Well, thank you, Christy, for that beautiful intro. I've been into astrology ever since I was a kid. And handwriting analysis and energy stuff like you know it was always there then i i got married at 19 had four children i was widowed by the time i was 28 i decided to go to university three years later during my saturn return became a human ecology teacher and a school counselor i loved my work i loved the people and i loved my students I've been an energy clearer since 2012, like certified Reiki master, uh, two kinds of Reiki since 2014, and started studying astrology when I retired in 2015 in real life, like, you know, not just books and not just little snippets. So I've got three certifications, uh, complete certifications through astrology. And my last one is on past life astrology, which is quite interesting. I've also studied and and certified in feng shui in 2017 and i'm obsessed with this energy work and astrology i love helping people understand themselves and assist in their most soulful and best life it's kind of like giving them a heads up and a boost into in their lives yeah that's actually how i met you jackie um christy had told me a little bit about you and then when we got in the group you asked hey if you drop your birth a chart in in the comments I'll tell you a little a little bit and then I met you at the retreat that we had online and yeah your readings are amazing I am still working at getting a, a complete one from you but yeah you're just incredible you're such a wealth of knowledge and you make astrology make sense and applicable that's that's what I love. It's not just a bunch of numbers and stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'm even more confused than I was before. No, 
I always get aha moments like, ah, that makes sense. And I was actually joined another astrology Facebook group. And I remember posting something in the in the comments. And there's Jackie. She answered and I was like, oh, <laughs> yes, I love her. Like, if, yeah, if I have any astrology questions, I come to you. Like, you're always so helpful. And like, if someone doesn't understand it, you're always right there. Like you're, you're, you're not a gatekeeper of your wisdom. You, you yeah. just share. And so I love it. I love you. I'm so excited to have you on every month. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're thank welcome. you. So let's talk about Leo season. So that's this month. And like I had said in the beginning, we will be doing this every month. What is coming up for the following four to five weeks, the Zodiac sign, because every time we enter into a new Zodiac sign, we're basically starting a new season of energy because several planets happen to travel through that same Zodiac sign within that period. So we're entering, getting ready to enter into Leo season. So let's talk about that, Jackie. What do we need to know about the major transits? What's going on for Leo season? Well, Leo's always friendly, warm, outgoing, um, well, depending on where, how it, it's aspected in your chart, but they are love having fun. They're generous and all that kind of thing. So with this Leo season, we're going to be finding out about Venus retrograde because it starts actually on the day of Venus. I mean, of Leo starting up. So for the summer of 2023, Venus, the planet of love is shifting into retrograde from July 22nd to September 3rd, and doing so in the passionate, flamboyant zodiac sign of Leo. So whether you are flamboyant or dramatic outwardly, or whether it's all in your mind, like, you know, you, you can have these self-talks that are quite dramatic with yourself. But this Venus retrograde will shake up love as we know it. Venus is the scorching hot planet of art and beauty blasting through the signs venus affords you the gifts necessary to find love friendship and optimum creative success so what happens when venus goes retrograde well first of all i should start by the shadow period because it started on june 5th and it joined her her shadow sister which is black moon lilith in the lion's kingdom and which they will both remain until October 8th. And she entered her pre-shadow period on June 19th at 12.12 12 a.m. Pacific when it hit 12.12 Leo. Isn't that kind of weird? Like if you're into numerology and it'll be direct on July 22nd at 28.36 and retrograde all the way back to 12.12 in Leo. Isn't that cool? Oh, wow. So it's a post-shadow period will end on October 6th, late at night, or October 7th, early a.m., depending where you live. So looking at your chart placements and see if you have any planetary placements from 12 degrees to 28 degrees in Leo. This is the part of your chart that would be most affected by this retrograde and particularly affected if you have planets in those degrees of Taurus, Scorpio, and or Aquarius. For me, it's a little bit scary because I have Pluto at 25 degrees Leo, Saturn at 20 degrees Scorpio, and Mercury at 19 degrees Aquarius. Yay. <laughs> so in other words, 
my Venus will be opposing or squaring and creating tensions that need to be dealt with. And anyone within these degrees of these signs will go undergo an evolution of the heart. Oh, I love that. Everybody, no matter what your natal chart is, will feel the effects of Venus retrograde because Venus retrograde can only go through five signs. And the reason is because it only goes back two degrees each time. And it does actually form a star of pentacles. So it's kind of very cool, this image that you get with the Venus symbol, really. Like it's almost like magic, right? Oh, I love that. So if you think back at 2015, where were you and how did you feel that summer? Ask yourself if you need any closure to any emotions in that period and how your heart has grown since then. Honor the person you were back then and the person you've become since. So it was also in Leo in July to September of 2007. Since it only happens in five signs, like I said, it does make that five-pointed star. So since June 19th, you may notice patterns of attachment and cycles of the heart. Your desires, along with your heart's messages, will become increasingly revealed as we approach Venus stationing, the retrograde. Deeply held emotions will become transparent, even if you've been suppressing them for years. Everything related to the heart will take a deeper tone. Even short-term romance and flings will reveal a pattern of desire that rules your energy. So you will notice that people you attract and are attracted to energetically resemble people from your past. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, crap. That sounds kind of dangerous. <laughs> but then we just heal, right? We'll just heal in those places. That if those relationships weren't helpful, we'll heal there. We'll let it go and we'll move on and it uh, provides space for new relationships. Okay. Yeah. And it's always good to recognize those patterns too, especially when, when they are uh-oh patterns. <laughs> you know, you start recognizing those, then you can start avoiding them. <laughs> oh, Because didn't you just say, Jackie, that this is going to be a season of love evolution. So in yep. order to evolve in love and our ability to love and receive love, it makes sense that we're going to have to heal, clear out, and make room for it. So. Oh, see, see, this is what I mean, Jackie. You say things and it makes sense. And you're able then to use that energy and make it personal and applicable to your own life instead of just words on a screen or in a newspaper or a horoscope. Like you make it very real. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, thank you again. But Leo, especially Leo, is a sign of visibility and affirmation, right? So it's realizing one's own intrinsic nobility and expressing it completely. In the words of Leo Jerry Halliwell, the assignment is, look at me during this summer. Look at me. She demands not only love, but adoration. And in this incarnation, and it's, it will be manifested as a prima donna. And then there's Lilith, like Black Moon Lilith, the wanton seductress, the archetypal woman whose sexuality threatens the rule of masculine mainframe. In Leo, from January of this year all the way till October, Lilith inspires you to throw a tantrum rather than diminish yourself and go quietly, to wear your rejection as a badge of honor. Where they've wronged you, 
Now they have to watch the show. I got chills. It's almost like you try to hold me back. We'll sit there, hold my beer, watch me accomplish. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, listen, haters. Yeah. And so I love that. It's stepping into your power. She's, it's almost like she's permission. Like now's the time. Don't bite your tongue. Speak up. Speak your truth. Yeah. Take your place in the world. Exactly. So Venus in retrograde legend has it that she descended into the underworld in the realm of Persephone, Ainana, and Iliana Rasputina. Here, the divine feminine may be idolized for her madness, her savagery, and all that within her, the surface world would seem to think that it's abject. It's not good. Last time Venus was retrograde in Leo in 2015, train wreck the movie came out and made a hot mess of that actor. And then emotion and unreal shows debuted on as two of TV's most savage and likable anti-heroines ever. So with Venus and Lilith and Leo, you must honor one of your, every single one of your aspects. Stop correcting and start accepting everyone around you, your family, your friends, and your collaborators would be very wise to do the same or else. (laughs) So you can fill in the blanks there. So once in a while, something volatile and vengeful will erupt in you. And if every now and then you just want to tear everything to friggin' pieces, wouldn't it be better to give the shadow side a stage so she can let it out rather than dismantle absolutely everything? Yeah. Yeah. So you're invited to embrace the grand romance, ditch the drudgery in your closet, and let yourself be seen. This isn't a rote makeover, but a chance to scramble the coding of your matrix, to incarnate your supreme cinematic form. This year, the RX coincides exactly with the premium pink semi-satire Barbie with Carrie Bradshaw. They don't lean on irony, cynicism, or subtlety to prove their intelligence. They're in on the joke, and they use style to confront the 2D world around them. Suit up and enjoy the fray, basically. Any questions? Any any comments about all that? It sounds really powerful time right now, Um, especially for those of us who who are wanting and have been feeling that urge to step into our power lately. It seems like we're really being backed by that. I just, um, it was really interesting because my cards yesterday and today are both about releasing judgments and limiting beliefs about myself that hold me back from stepping into my full power. So it's like my cards pulled today. We're both preparing me for this conversation, which is really cool. I understand retrogrades are always a good time also for reviewing and reflecting and looking back. So I would assume with Venus, that means reflecting on, as we kind of already discussed, past loves and past ways we've loved. What else might we want to do in that regard? Yeah, well, pretty well any planet that's retrograde. And right now there's four, by the way, like there's Pluto that started in May. And then there's Saturn that started on June 17th. And there's Neptune that started on June 30th. And now we'll have Venus. So it's kind of dreaded, right? Like the retrogrades always seem to be, oh my God, what's going to happen next? But 
it just impedes the way that those planets will shine. And it happens when planets appear to move backwards, and this is an optical illusion, but it does have an impact on astrology. With Venus especially, in Leo, it'll make us long for those big declarations of love and affection. The less attention we get, the more we'll want it. And it's the same is true for money. The less money you have, the more you want it. You know, finances, the more you, you don't have it, the more it's out there. But what's really cool, well, what's interesting, I mean, is with a Venus retrograde, exes and relationship come from the past. It's infamous for raising lost lovers out of oblivion, returning them to your sphere to test how far we have come. Once upon a time, you know, this lover of yours from way past saw you. Either they saw your potential long before you did, or they considered you as a reflection of themselves. And they will forever wish to remember you that way. When you encounter them now, you're invited to view yourself past and present and take stock in the ways you've changed. With Lilith in in Leo, Venus demands a harrowing retelling of your story so that you may arrive at your full authorship of your life. When you revise your relationship history and make peace with all those ways, small or grandiose, meek or overpowering, and you get the chance to move on. So if this X shows up and it prompts a new current accountable means of mutual visibility, then they deserve to stick around. But otherwise, they are here to reveal all the ways you've changed and force you to make the inner and external upgrades. Thank them and then leave them. (laughs) Bye. Thanks. See you later. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's where discernment comes in. (laughs) Yeah. But just because they come back into your life does not mean that's a sign that they're supposed to stay in your life. So use that discernment, people. (laughs) And know, know who's good for you and who's not. Exactly. This is when you get to really experiment with your makeover. You can consider the summer as your soft launch. As you experiment with new styles or even incarnations, you must give yourself the opportunity to fail, collect data, and try again. That goes with relationships as well. So with Lilith in the house, volcanic encounters are guaranteed. Make amends, move on, and try again. You're learning how to better integrate every aspect of your personal and public presentation with authentic beauty. And this takes time. Find your shade of pink and set it off. (laughs) It makes so much sense. Like I've noticed probably in the past couple of weeks, just my emotions being everywhere. And like you said, like being not volatile, but erupted like one minute I'm here and then I'm I'm here and relationships start to test me and yeah this just all makes so much sense like okay this is not here to drive me crazy this is not here to show me that I'm fail I hate the word failing or that I'm doing something wrong no 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 this is shining a light because this this is taking away from your shine this is this is stopping you okay let's move on work through it so you can yeah step into the person that you want to be. Personally, it makes sense. Okay, so I'm not losing my crap. I'm not a bad person. (laughs) I'm just integrating my shadow. Something else you said that I've noticed already starting to happen, it seems like a lot of people are coming out that 
like on social media that I haven't seen in months or years. And they're like, I've seen this just happen twice in the past day is let me reintroduce myself. This is who my authentic self is because we've known the, you know, this one persona for so long. And in our world, that would be like authors. We've known them as an author for so long, but we don't realize, and it's really cool for these people to be stepping out like an astrologist, um, a, someone I've known for 10 years as an author, turns out she's been an astrologist for a lot longer than that. Um, another one who came forward and, you know, she's an author and, and an editor and a book coach, but she's been practicing witch um, for like 15, 20 years. And it's just, you know, she she's stepping out and saying, this is who I am. Another, actually, I guess there were three because another one coming forward, she goes, I'm a psychic medium. And, you know, I, this is just part of me. And it's, it's just really interesting because all three of them started out with, let me int- reintroduce myself. Kind of like what you were saying, you know, like, this is my makeover. And this is, and it's not necessarily complete flip of who they were it's just coming out more authentically and more fully and almost like that glam up that you think of you know that you're coming into your fullness and expressing it to the world and not hiding that one part of you that you used to hide and they're doing it unapologetically too mm-hmm. yeah that's mm-hmm. what i love like this is who i am i'm not gonna hide it anymore oh i love that yeah so that's part of the opportunities with this venus in Leo retrograde. It's not just simply to be the queen, but you'll want to figure out what you want to be the queen of. Like, you know, you're going to reconnect with what makes you feel energized and dial down the negatives, like whatever that was, like anxiety, stress, that kind of thing. You're going to find your fiercest self and the courage to invite your romantic partners in that. So this is fun and it's a (laughs) win-win. just let's stop there and then set up your romantic space as well to explore your passions this gives you a 40-day reset basically and it happens every 18 months and you know like it's the evening star visible at the dusk and it's transiting to transitioning to a morning star visible just before dawn so it's an opportunity to put those old love stories down, the ones that were not good for you and prevent you from thrive that prevented you from thriving in relationship. When it turns direct on September 3rd, you can rewrite your whole love story, a whole new chapter that's fulfilling you at this time. Awesome. I love that. Okay, so is there anything else we need to know about Venus and Lilith or can we talk about Lionsgate? I think we're going to talk about Lionsgate. So do you want me to talk first or you want to talk first? Um, I can tell you just because I happened to write the article in this month's issue of Mimi's Magazine about Lionsgate. So what I know of it is, um, astrologically speaking, it is when the sun, which is our, our physical star, and Sirius, which is our spiritual sun, and Orion's belt and the Earth all come into an alignment and it happens uh, late July, around the 26th, 28th is when it starts opening. It peaks on August 8th, which is 8-8. So that is um, very auspicious. And then it starts closing around mid-August. And it's just, I know it's a time using that Leo energy again. 
and this opening for um, manifestation. I know it's a good time for manifestation. So what else can you tell us about it, Jackie? With Sirius being one of the brightest stars in the sky, it illuminates the truth of our timeless souls. So the ancients were in tuned with the star Sirius as they believed it was a gateway to heaven and the home of the higher vibrational beings. They believed that the energy of Sirius carried highly advanced wisdom that we could tap into and utilize when Sirius was the strongest in the sky. So, you know, it's the halfway point, right? At eight, the, on the 8th, August 8th, it's when uh, Leo's at 15 degrees. It's exactly at the halfway point. So it's the strongest point for that gateway. So, of course, 8-8 eight, eight in numerology represents infinity and the DNA activation. So it allows us to take the serious energy and infuse it into our very core of our being. We can also unlock and upgrade the memory of ourselves, allowing us to bring more healing, peace, and love into our being. So it's powerful. It's a, that Lionsgate portal is so powerful and is there for us to celebrate uh, the rebirth and return of our spirit energy. Most spiritual awakenings happen during this this Lionsgate portal, which is really interesting. So our listeners, if you're feeling like something going on with you spiritually and your soul and your heart that's not in this physical world, but you just feel that awakening, um, this is why. it's The energy is big right now for that. Yeah. And the intention of Lionsgate is to... You should be setting an intention of how you wish to use this energy and then create a ritual or practice that allows you to harness it and work with it. For example, like people will go for heart healings. Older current wounds of the heart may rise up to be healed and be finally free of the grief or the sadness that has burdened us, burdened our hearts. The third eye awakening, which of course a third eye chakra we feel more intuitive. We learn something new about the way our intuition speaks to us. The intuition is very likely strong now. And it's something we want to work with more than this is a good time to begin. The higher chakra opening. Although we have seven main chakras, we have hundreds of smaller sensitive chakras that can be activated and awakened. And this helps us to tap into our new wisdom of our higher soul uh, spiritual knowledge. There's psychic downloads. I'm not going to explain each one. There's visitations, especially of our loved ones that have passed, or angels, or our guardian angels, our guardians, or spirit guides. It's going to feel weird because you might feel like you're encountering aliens, and it might be more likely at this time. There's lots of freedom and peace, and even technology is associated with highly advanced technology with with this Lionsgate. So if you have new tech innovations or would like to start a website, blog, app, or anything like that, you can use this energy to your advantage and creativity. It's highly, highly creative time. And it's a perfect opportunity to try a new creative project or take action on a creative project that you've been looking to get off the ground. That's what I've got, basically. But if you have any questions, I'll answer them. (laughs) That's just interesting. Like, you know, when these things happen, that there's a lot of energy that's involved, but it sounds like this one is just powerful. Like it's, you don't want to waste an opportunity to, to harness it. Yeah. And even if you're into feng shui, for example, or clearing your crystals and things like that, 
even collecting the water during, if it rains on Lionsgate, what an amazing thing, because the water is blessed with your intentions and you can use it all year long. You know, you can just stir it up to activate it again and just spritz it out in the air and, and renew your intentions. I love Lionsgate. It's so important to me. And even getting flowers in, whatever, everything, the intentions are key. Whatever it is that you want, it can happen at that time. It's, it's definitely a good time to keep your, your frequency high, your vibe high. You want to focus on what you want, what brings you joy and love. Going back to the chakras, I've also saw, you know, like a lot of us, if we've been practicing for a while, maybe we've already gone through the spiritual awakening. This is a time that you'll feel um, even more open up. And for some people, it'll be in their palms, the chakras in your hands that open up to healing energy. So if you've been thinking about taking a Reiki course, it might be a good time to do that and really, you know, charge up those, those hand chakras. In fact, if I remember right, that was something that they did back in the ancient times was like awaken their powers in their hands. That was like a big thing. They would hold it up to the serious star um, for awakening those powers. Um, but yeah, it's a really interesting ancient, ancient, ancient time of celebration um, for the Egyptians. It the Sirius signified when the Nile was going to flood, which was a very mm-hmm. good thing for them because that brought all the waters and nutrients to their fields. And so um, they saw this as a very good time. I mean, this, you know, our, our very first ancestors were celebrating this time and taking advantage of it. They knew that. So it, it, I think it's great for us to know now and to, you know, just find a way to do something on August 8th, especially when it's at its peak, to harness that energy and, and you know, maximize that power for awakening and connection and manifestation. Absolutely. Because I think uh, everything is energy. So even like you mm-hmm. talked about your hands and you feel the electrical buzz i guess i would call it mm-hmm. when you open your your hands out to to receive the energy you also get it underneath your feet and that kind of makes you feel a little bit restless because it's kind of like weird it just feels weird and <laughs> so you kind of stomp them a little bit and it really it it tends to help push our energy back into the ground so that mother earth can mm-hmm. come up and heal us so if everything about lion gate is amazing it's one of the one of the highlights of the year besides all the new moons and the you know all that stuff too but yeah it's uh, eclipses are very important too but yeah the Lionsgate is amazingly important I think it's really interesting how it comes right after Luna sod or Lamas which is first harvest because first harvest is your your very first fruits of what you've been doing all year long. But it's from that time until Maybon in September that you really have the biggest power to grow what you've been working on so that you have that big harvest come September. And so you celebrate your first harvest and then a week later you have Lion's Gate where you can bring in that big energy to maximize whatever you're working on. And not just for the next six weeks, but then for the next year as well. So it's just 
this is why I love astrology and how, you know, if you go back and look even before you were paying attention, you can see how these things all play out in your life. You just didn't realize it. Like you were talking about 2015 with Venus in retrograde. And that was like a very transitional summer for me, especially um, in my love relationship. And it's just amazing. You know, I can look back now and then see where I've gone since then. It's like, whoa, okay, yeah. And, and it's real. You see it. And so thank you, Jackie, so much for sharing this about Leo season and Venus and retrograde and the Lionsgate portal. I have really enjoyed it. Well, thank you very much for inviting me and that we will be continuing on with this. So that's going to be very fun, very cool. Because yeah. next month, there's three more retrogrades that will add to our summer. So, <laughs> yay! It's a retrograde salad. It's just like, okay. Yeah. yeah, it's retrograde salad right now. But I just want to kind of add that, you know, like the Pluto retrograde is like all about the old power struggles. Uh, will be reopened and re-examined to see how we can learn mm-hmm. and grow from them. And then Saturn is in Pisces, so starting from June. So gives us a moment of reflection, which we were contemplating how we can attain our goals for the future. So relationships mm-hmm. will be tested. There's not only Venus RX there, there's also Saturn retrograde. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like it's being tested and we're deciding who and what we should invest our energy in. And then there's Neptune as well from June 30th to December 6th. So our intuition may not be as spot on as we usually are during that time. Uh, You may start believing some of your own stories that you tell yourself, even if they're not true. And that's the the challenge to try to, to separate what's true and what's not. And then of course, we already talked a lot about Venus. So those are the four that are going on right now and three more in August. Yay, yay, and triple yay. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't make it a party. <laughs> I was just going to add too, with the Lionsgate, something as simple to Like if you're like me, like you always hear to take your crystals out and put them under the moon. And I think you just said too, like it would be perfect to put your crystals out underneath and to capture that energy. Um, if you're like me, who has a huge collection, pick a few pieces and take them out and then you can use them to charge, especially like I have a crystal, a uh, long crystal wand. I already thought oh, I'm going to charge that because then it's a magnifier and it'll charge the rest of your crystals. The clear quartz. Yeah. That's just a something, a, a simple way for you to harness and charge up your tools, your, your crystals and that, and then place them through your house. So that beautiful energy, that strong, empowering energy is there to harness for the whole year. Especially if you set it with your intention when you're holding it. I don't tend to bring all my crystals out either. Like I have a table on a, on a west window. So, and I open the screens so that they're completely open and the moon can get to them and open the windows and their screens because there's bugs and birds. So like, you know, I'll do it that way because I have to carry them all down. And my crystal collection is quite huge. It would take me, like in the old days when I didn't have that much, it would take me four or five trips of a big tray to bring down to. So so now I kind of just put them on that table and let the moon grab them on August 8th. But I will bring the water out, whether, whether I bought water for it or 
if it's raining, I'll collect the water. I'll do anything possible to keep that water in. Thank you so much, Jackie. I love you. You're awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I love you too. And I'm so excited to do this every month. <laughs> so thank you again for inviting me. I am very, very honored. So Belinda, what Starburst are you sharing today? Today, I wanted to share a book. I found it. Um, I think it was called Five Below. They had all these really cool books, metaphysical books. And one I picked up was called Divine Your Dinner by Courtney McCroom, uh, McBroom, I should say, and Melinda Lehome. And it's basically you get a tarot deck and you shuffle, you do your thing, you pull a card. And whatever card you pull, you look to find in the book and there's a recipe and the ingredients and all that. And I thought, what a fun way to, um, to plan a meal and like a fancy meal too. Cause some of the, some of the recipes are quite, I don't want to say they're fancy. They're probably not fancy for other people, but like when you have a toddler, like mac and cheese and <laughs> <laughs> vegetables and chicken nuggets, it's, I, to me, it's a beautiful way. Like even if you did it once a month, it's a beautiful way for you to be creative in the kitchen to really test those creative skills of cooking. And so, yeah, uh, divine your dinner. It sounds like a fun thing, too, that uh, those days, like, oh, what do I want to make for dinner? <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, okay, so my Starburst, since we're talking about astrology, and especially if you're new to it, my Starburst is for astro.com. If you have never pulled your birth chart before, that is the site that most people use. It gives pretty good accurate and there's all kinds of different ways to do your chart. So I recommend if you've never done it before, probably and maybe Jackie can chime in, do, just do with their defaults um, because that's going to give you your Western, your normal houses and everything that most people use to refer to. Um, but that would, that's my Starburst is astro.com. And then once you pull it, there's, they have just tons of other information there too. Absolutely. It's a really, really good site and it's free. So you just plug in your information yeah. and you have free access for up to a hundred charts. And then you kind of just delete some and, and keep adding if you want to. So it's nice to have it there. Of course, it doesn't give you everything, but still, it's a good beginning. And what I do is I saved mine. I printed it out so I can look at it real quickly. And I also saved it as a graphic so I can pull it up on my phone. So whenever Jackie's doing her readings um, in the group, I can just really <laughs> quick look, okay, what do I have in those degrees? What do I have in that house? For me, it's just a really convenient thing to have on to keep on hand so you don't have to keep going back and re-pulling it every single time. Mm -hmm. That makes total sense. Thank you so much for joining us for this cuppa. Please come back next Wednesday when we'll be serving the tea on another deliciously magical topic. You can find Starlight Tea on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Player FM. And in the meantime, be sure to follow us at Starlight Tea Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you have a question or a topic suggestion, feel free to DM us or email hello at starlightteapodcast.com.
We hope you'll join us next week. And in the meantime, remember to keep your teacup overflowing so you can serve from the saucer. Now go make some magic.